This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question that is on your mind, it is way too late to ask me. But what you do instead is you go to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube. Check out the videos. Chances are I've already answered your question. And if you don't find the answer you seek, you almost certainly will on the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the YouTube description. Now, now this podcast is going to go super long again. I just know it. So let's jump into it right now. Uh, it may seem a little strange to some of you guys why I'm talking about this particular topic, um, but there is a reason for it, and it is a reason why this is episode 75, and there's a reason why it is exactly where it is in the entire process. So every once in a while, it doesn't happen so much now, but it did more in the early days of the podcast, but I would get people asking me why I'm so contrarian, as if the reason why I am being that way is because it's just you know cool to be contrarian nowadays. And my response to that was twofold. I'm like, all right, well, one, I think the days where it's all cool to be contrarian have kind of passed. I think that was a quick way for people to get attention was by disliking something that everybody else liked, whether or not they actually really felt that way. Uh, but I am a contrarian in many, many ways, um, because just look at what everybody else is doing. <laughs> just not, not in the Forex world, like go beyond that. You know, look at how people are living their everyday lives. You know, I saw it and I'm like, this is not the life I want for myself. Uh, so it's probably more in my best interest to take the things that they are doing and at least make an educated attempt to do things that are the complete opposite in hopes that I would achieve an opposite result. Uh, because most people I see on an everyday basis are not really living the lives they want. Uh, but then again, most of these people are making bad life decisions, and they're self-sabotaging, and they're eating terribly every day. And at some point, I just said to myself, well, let me just do the opposite of what these people are doing um, and see if it works. Because if you can't measure it, it doesn't really exist. Um, so I tried it, and I said, well, I, I like this life a lot better. And then that was really it. Um, so I've taken a contrarian approach to many things over time. And that is exactly what we do here at the channel. Um, that's the core of the channel. It's one of the first videos I put out. Um, I'm referring to the Big Banks video, which said, okay, hey, look, before we do anything, uh, you really got to be of this mindset or else a lot of this stuff is not going to make sense to you and you're not going to want to do it. Uh, and then over time, I taught you how to measure it so you could actually see for yourself, hey, is this actually a better way to trade? And those of you who have actually gone through this process, uh, the, probably 90 to 95% of you who have done this have seen, yeah, this, this is a lot better way to go. Uh, even though at the time, like literally nobody was doing it this way. But I want to talk about that Big Banks video for just a moment. Um, it was the second video I put out, actually. The EURUSD video was the first now, what's so interesting about that is I do the research beforehand. I see what phrases and things people are searching for. And especially when you're starting off a channel, you kind of want to find things that people are actually looking for so your channel can make a splash and become known. And even though there were more people out there on YouTube looking for EURUSD than they were top FX trading strategies, which is what I labeled the Big Banks video, and they both came out close to the same time, the Big Banks video has gotten 12 times the views as I record this podcast right now. Now, why do you think that is? I mean, the numbers I was looking at could have been a little bit off, but they could have been that far off, right? 
but given the fact that there were more, like not a lot more, but there were more people looking for Euro USD videos than there were top Forex trading strategy videos, yet the Big Banks video has over a million two on views, and then the Euro USD video like just crossed 100,000 views like a couple weeks ago. I mean, such a disparity there. Well, I can pretty much tell you the reason. Um, the Big Banks video did something that the Euro USD video did not do. Over time, the Big Banks video had gotten itself on the radar of the conspiracy theory crowd. And if there's one thing you will learn from being a YouTuber, it is people absolutely love conspiracies. Uh, back in episode 67, um, one of the guys I mentioned on the blog for that episode, Big Mark, um, came up with a really good video, said, hey, look, if you want to make a YouTube channel and start making money right away, get into the conspiracy niche because you will get views right away and you will get a lot of them. The top channels get millions of views per video and they accomplish those million views in under a week. Um, you've probably seen them before. I'm almost sure you've seen these before. How can you not? The thumbnails of these videos look like normal pictures for the most part, but you can see like a little blip off to the side and you wonder why it's there. And then the video creator like draws a red circle around it or puts an arrow to it. You've seen these before, um, but people eat that shit up. You know, it's not just a bunch of old kooks who live in bunkers and trailers in the middle of the desert. You know, a lot of people are really into stuff like this. Uh, but one thing I have observed over time is how you normally get more into conspiracies the older you get. Now, why is that? So I have a theory on this. So for all of you younger traders out there that really aren't really into much conspiracy theory stuff, uh, you probably will be over time, and this is why I think you will. Now, stay with me on this. So we are humans, but we're still animals, and animals develop senses and instincts that keep us safe. And the first place we really had to learn how to use these uh, was in school. You know, kind of understand the social dynamics there. You know, what can I do? What can I not do? How do I get along with people? What do I have to be careful of? All these things. But school was a controlled environment. Um, the real world is not. It's a very uncontrolled environment for the most part. And when you're younger, you just don't have to worry about this so much. You know, when you're younger, your main focus is on family and school and your friends. And then you get older into like college and then it's mostly just drinking and screwing. And then you just get dumped right out into the real world you know, with almost no money and no experience in this game. And you just really got to figure a lot of it out yourself. So your senses really start triggering. And so just because you are older and in this arena now, you're a lot more aware of it than you were before. So I think that's part of it. Um, but another part of it, too, and I think this even plays a larger part, is how you're also going to learn once you get out into the real world, a lot of things that you knew to be true at one point in your young life actually ends up being something completely different. You know, this thing you knew way over here to be true actually turned out to be this other thing way over on the other side. And once you realize these things, you know, this, it makes a lot of people angry. They're like, how could I have been led to believe one thing my entire life when almost the complete opposite turned out to be true? Who was behind this lie and why were they doing it? 
You know, the answer 99 out of 100 times is money and or power. And you feel like an absolute simpleton for buying in to what they were selling. So then you start to think, okay, what else have I been lied to about? And who were the people pulling the strings there? You know, how far does this whole thing go? And then you really get to decide at that point how far down that rabbit hole you would like to travel. Now, for me, this is where the problem arises for a lot of adults. And as much as I try to avoid social commentary, I'm going to get into it a little bit here. But when it comes to conspiracies, I'm not a really big fan of people on both extreme ends of the spectrum. So you've seen it before, especially if you've ever ever been on a message board of any type. There are those people that think every single thing on the planet is a conspiracy, and there's sinister mechanisms going on you know, behind the curtain that we don't know about. And they are 100% convinced of it, even though they probably have 2% of the evidence they need to really make a, a case for it. You know, they are convinced. Now, it's really hard for me to take those people seriously, um, because there's really no objective thought going on anymore. Uh, you know, they're too far gone. And so I don't pay them much attention. Now, you have the other side of the spectrum, and I probably like these people even less. Uh, they are the people that just never developed that awareness for the world around them, and they think anytime somebody mentions anything that might be a conspiracy of any type, they immediately start dismissing it. And using the phrase conspiracy theory as a way to dismiss the person who's actually bringing it up. And these people have never once in their lives developed, you know, cognitive thought and critical thinking. So they'll just use throwaway phrases like, oh, you should go put on a tinfoil hat. Or, you know, there's always these phrases that come up that, you know, like 12-year-olds use on message boards because they just, they just aren't there yet. Like, you know, like now it's OK Boomer. You know, back in the day it was you mad bro. You know the phrases I'm talking about, you know, people who are just not able to form their own arguments, but they want to they wanna get that little victory for themselves, so they just type a throwaway sentence like that, and then I'm sure once they're done and they, they hit send, you know, they feel like they just hit a walk-off home run. But I look at these people with the same scornful eye that I do, the, con the actual conspiracy kooks. Because to me, the real answer to all of this and it's almost always the case, traders, is the answer always lies somewhere in the middle. You know, a lot of conspiracies turned out to be true. Anything that became a scandal over time was a conspiracy at first, and I'm sure there were people out there talking about it. I'm sure most people dismissed what they had to say. Uh, so you can't sit there and say that none of them are true, uh, but then again, you can't sit there and say that all of them are true, um, because that has turned out to be incorrect as well. So where on earth am I going with this? So when it comes to the financial world, and we've been talking more about buy and hold strategies and things like this, you need to be really careful not to let your own biases and your own thoughts about what's going on behind the scenes affect your investing too much because there is always a very good chance that you could be wrong. Falling into groupthink is really, really dangerous when it comes to your money. There are lots of groups out there in the financial world who only think one way and only believe one thing, and when it's all said and done, the majority of them 
are going to be absolutely wrong. And they stand to lose a lot of money. They're going to lose their retirements. They're going to lose the trading capital they've worked so hard to build up until this point. All because they refused to think objectively. They fell into one way of thinking. And they bought into it completely, 100%. And yes, this pertains to a certain group in the financial world who I will be talking about in Thursday's video. You probably know who these people are. And yes, this video will be finally dropping this coming Thursday. Hell or high water. Um, so this topic for a podcast episode, in my opinion, really did have a time and place. Um, now, i got to be careful not to come off as a hypocrite here. You guys know that I have biases too. We all do. Um, nobody out there is just completely right down the middle objective on anything. Um, is my portfolio heavier in precious metals than most people? Absolutely. But do I understand that my whole theory behind why it is this way could turn out to be incorrect, like really incorrect in the end? Absolutely. So even though I'm heavy into precious metals, I'm okay with it because of what we talked about in episode 66 of the podcast, Upside Downside. I am more than okay with taking a heavier risk there. Do I feel like, as far as world economics go, are we in an everything bubble right now? And is everyone out there who has any sort of control over this really concerned with this bubble popping on their watch? And so they're doing everything they can to avoid it, but they're only making the situation worse in the process? I absolutely feel that way. Uh, but I also realize that I am not an economist. I'm not actually there in the trenches, you know, over these people's shoulders, watching them do what they do. Now, I don't have any special access to any of this any more than anyone else does. And my overall portfolio reflects this. And on top of it all, you know, when it's all said and done, this is the beautiful part about it, traders, is because we're traders, you know, we get to actually trade whatever move happens all the way up and all the way down no matter which way it goes. It's really the ultimate hedge. But that doesn't mean it's okay to fall into groupthink and put all of your eggs in one basket and believe one thing and think that that one thing cannot possibly be wrong. Just don't fall into that trap. Now, if you guys have any financial conspiracies that have been floating around your head, now, financial conspiracies is the, the key phrase here. I don't want to hear anything else if I do see anything else in the comments section, I'm probably going to delete it. Um, nothing personal. I just don't want to get flagged because um, YouTube can flag people for anything these days. And I just want to play it safe. So no moon landing stuff or Epstein stuff or anything like that, please. Uh, but if you have a financial conspiracy, wild and crazy as it might be, and you would like to share it with the channel, put it down in the YouTube comments section. And please try to make it like under two paragraphs. You know, the conspiracies can get really stupidly long for no reason. And don't be stupid with it. Don't like blame ethnic groups and things like this. You know, use common sense here, people. No, but if you have an interesting theory here, let us know. Just please don't let me regret this decision. Because on the surface, it sounds like a bad idea, but I'm putting my trust in you, traders. Uh, but I like to hear them. I like to hear where your guys' heads are at with this whole thing. Um, I will share one of mine. It's kind of a, a future prediction. It's crazy. It 
probably has no validity behind it, but if you guys don't want to hear it, you can just end the podcast now because it's probably the last thing I'm going to say. But for those of you who care to hear it, you know, I've only thought this for about a month or so. However, keeping in mind that I stay as politically agnostic as I can, I only care about politics if I can profit off of it. I mean, that's really it. And I think this is a really great advantage I have, you know, being able to look at everything through objective eyes because I really am not emotionally involved in politics at all. Um, But I do know that if Trump loses the next election, it's not going to be seen, at least as a positive thing for the economy. And right now, the Democrats really don't have anybody they can really get behind that's going to have the charisma and the persuasion techniques needed to beat Trump. And I have some pretty hardcore liberal friends, and I've asked them about this, and they said, you know, unless Bernie finds a way to pull this off, you know, we don't feel good about this election at all. So, okay, this being the case, how do you win the election anyway? Well, what is the one thing that Trump really hangs his hat on more than anything? It's the economy. It's the one thing he can't stop talking about. You know, he has made his identity connected to the overall health and prosperity, at least numbers-wise, of the United States economy. Now, we have spoken before on this podcast on how a lot of hedge funds and institutions and people with a lot of money in the market have algorithms now which are connected to news feeds. So anytime news comes out, like on the trade deal, for example, positive or negative, they are the first ones in. And by doing this, they're able to front run any moves up or down before anybody else even remotely catches wind of it. Now, it takes a lot of money to make these moves, these sharp moves up and down in the market, but these institutions have it. But when they place these trades, what is the one thing that almost all of them have in common? These algorithms and the way these companies execute their trades are almost always executed through Bloomberg terminals. Michael Bloomberg is now in the race. If you've ever seen Michael Bloomberg talk, um, you can see right away he does not have the charisma or the persuasion or any of the things to really unseat a guy, you know, where, to where love him or hate him. You know, Trump has all those things in spades. Um, he's going to have a really hard time beating him straight up. But it just seems to me that if you control the vehicle to which all of these trades are executed, you might have a little bit of say and power in not only if the stock market falls or how far the stock market falls, but when the stock market falls. And would it not be a fantastic strategy to start this bubble popping, this recession, this possible depression coming up right when election season 2020 starts kicking off. You guys know I've always thought there are actual, really powerful, rich, influential humans at the core of why these markets move up and down. And in order to make a move like this, you need to have all three of those things, power, money, and influence. And Michael Bloomberg has those things. And with the support of the Democratic machine behind it, I feel like he could absolutely do this if he wanted to, and it would be a brilliant strategy. So just a thought, you know, we'll see how well it ages, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? Uh, Financially, I will be just fine, and you will be just fine too, 
provided you don't fall into groupthink. That's really the big takeaway from episode 75. But stay tuned for that new trading video on Thursday. New episodes of the podcast every Monday. NoNonsenseForex.com is a place to be for all your blogs and everything related to this channel. Thank you for listening, and go get it.